everybody. Welcome to Vantage Point Podcast. This is your host, Nick. And if you've been with us before, man, I want to welcome you back. And if this is your first time tuning in, definitely so glad you decided to tune in. You're uh, tuning into a very special episode. This is the season three kickoff to Vantage Point Podcast. We had just finished season two with some bonus content back in January. So definitely welcome to February. Welcome to season three and a new series we're kicking off. So whether you're listening on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any platform, I am honored that you chose to roll with us, chose to listen to Vantage Point. And we're going to kick this series off, but I wanted to share a couple of things um, before we jump into this new series that we're in. Um, uh, In January, it kicked off 2021 with a bonus series, kind of a closeout slash extension to season two. Um, And it was from our December series called Perspectives, and we did an extended cut version. So I definitely encourage you to go back and listen to those episodes. Had some amazing guests. And so I want to thank Jasmine Ryans, Paul Calco, um, Tanisha Parker, Javier Fitzbogle, and Pastor Manny Arango for their time, their insights. And I'm telling you, if you want to get on the right track in 2021, if you feel that this is going to be your year, this is going to be that year where we pivot away from 2020, I'm I'm telling you, you definitely need to check out those episodes. I promise you're going to be encouraged. You're going to get reignited and on fire for 2021. And even going back um, to December, we actually, uh, Vantage Point began streaming on Pop Gospel Speaks Radio, which is a new internet radio station ran by a good friend of mine, Tim Young. And you can literally catch the entire season two recap every Friday at 11 a.m. You just go to Pop Gospel Speaks. Dot com or you can Google Pop Gospel Speaks. It's also on Instagram as well. You can check out other amazing podcasts, Christian artists, and so much more on that channel. But Vantage Point is on there every Friday at 11 a.m. And then the last thing before we jump into the new season is um, I wanted to be able to take time every so often to share another podcast with you. Um, this journey has really allowed me to make some great new connections, some new friends that are on the same journey and walk as I am. And I want to encourage you this week to check out the Pantry Podcast and its host, Shay and Michelle Watson. I'm telling you, these these two are fun, insightful, and you'll definitely be invited and connected with them through their life, through their mission, through their ministry. Uh, they just launched season four of their podcast, and you don't want to miss it. And whatever platform you're on, you just search the Pantry Podcast. Um, I actually had them on in December when we did Perspectives, um, and there may be some more things coming. Uh, so stay tuned for some some introductions and some uh, announcements about that. But it, it's actually been um, a little over a month since I did a solo episode, so I'm excited to, to kick off this series with you. Um, and this is actually a series that that God gave me about four months ago as I was kind of planning out 2021. And, you know, when we get to this new year, you know, people are focusing on new things, new ideas, you even have resolutions. Um, and, 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 you know, it seems to be this, that's what that means, right? New year, new, new everything, right? And I, I literally had this thought as we were coming to the close, um, coming toward the end of 2020, and I said, man, what if, you know, that people people always talk about new, right, at the beginning of a year, but does it ever become more than words? Does it ever become more than a thought, right? And I feel like 2021 
is such an interesting year. Like we just left one of the wildest um, years in recent memory, which 2020. And if we're honest, these first 31 days of 2021 haven't felt all that great either. And in some aspects, you know, it, it may feel worse. And, 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 you know, tough days like these have the ability to limit how we see ourselves, right? And, and to limit really how we what we see beyond us, right? And, you know, these tough days, they, they have a way of shifting us into survival mode, right? We shift so much that we forget what it's like to dream. You know, I, I remember being a kid and all I did was dream. Like I could tell you at least five different things that I dreamed about doing, right? And for me, one of them, I wanted to play Major League Baseball. And it wasn't just, oh, I like playing baseball. I, I You know, I wish I'd know. It wasn't a wish. It was like I would go around and say, I'm going to play center field for the Chicago Cubs. I'm going to wear number 24. I'm going to run out the dugout. I'm going to do this. It's going to be opening day. It's going to be 40,000 people in Wrigley Field. I'm, we're going to win World Series. I'm going to make all-star games. I'm going to make big money. I'm going to give back to the community. Like, this was my dream. Like, it was had, it had so much detail. It had so much just nuance to it. It wasn't just, I'm going to, I want to go to the big leagues. Like, it's no. Like, here is the outline. And, you know, that might sound crazy to some people, but do you think that everybody, like, saw that for me? You know, and, and I can tell you that, you know, where, where I grew up and, and what I look like and, and many people that I ultimately shared that with, they, they didn't see that. You know, they couldn't look past the struggles that I had growing up, you know, in a single family home or being an African-American male. And, you know, they, they had other thoughts or other ideas or other, you know, visions for where my life would end up. And, you know, at, at some point, those opinions became louder and, and my dream ultimately diminished. And, and it wasn't until like the last few years that I really began to dream again and see a different vision for myself, and I feel like a lot of of you who who are listening, we're we're at this pivotal point in life where God is wanting us and desiring for us to dream again. Like it, it's this point where God wants you to have the ability to see yourself beyond your current place, and and I'm not meaning physical place or geographically, but I mean place in general, like where you are in life. And there's literally so much that he has in store for you. And if we don't dream and have that vision, we can only see what's in front of us. And and I'm reminded of Jeremiah 29, 11, where it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And I, I'm a big quote person. I love this quote. Uh, from Helen Keller, and if you don't know Helen Keller, um, that was the, the the young woman who was who was deaf and blind, and she says the most pathetic person in the world is someone who has sight but no vision. You see, sight is the ability to see what's around you, what's in front of you, right? But vision is the ability to see what's beyond you. And I'm going to say that again. Sight is the ability to see what's around you, what surrounds me. But vision, having true vision, is the ability to see what's beyond you, what's ahead, what not even ahead of you because it, it's, it's beyond your limit. It's beyond your ability to see it 
right with you, but you can see it beyond you. And, and, and really, in, in the Bible, we see this in the life of Joseph. And I, I want to start, really, the text we're going to be in this whole series is Genesis 37. Um, and I'm just going to read the first 11 verses because that's where we're going to kind of rest in this first um, episode of this series we're doing called Dream Vision. And the verse, uh, Genesis 37 uh, starts off like this. It says, Jacob lived in the land where his father stayed, the land of Canaan. This is the account of Jacob's family line. Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flock with his brothers, the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, and he brought their father a bad report about them. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age and he made an ornate robe, a very special robe for him. And when his brothers saw the robe, saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. And then in verse five, it says, Joseph had a dream. When he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright where your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brother said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. And then he had another dream and he told it to his brothers. He said, listen, I had another dream. And this time the sun and the moon and, uh, and even in the, and 11 stars were bowing down to me. When he told his father as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to, to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. You know, I, I, I literally read this scripture over and over um, in, in preparing for this, I even listen to it audibly because sometimes I, I, I can, if I hear the scripture, it, it, it just gives me a different perspective. And I kept coming back to a simple question. And it's really the question I want to ask you all is, am I living out the dream vision God has for my life? And I want you to take a second or two and think about that. Think about that question for yourself. Are you living out the dream vision God has for you? Is it something you think about? Is it something you even know yet? You know, because it can be a struggle to have vision, which again is to see beyond where you are, see beyond what you have, see beyond where you've been. I mean, you look back at our scripture, Joseph was 17 years old, doing what he was supposed to do in the fields. He was the youngest of 12 brothers. We know they didn't like him. His father adored him. He was his favorite. He gave him this robe, and that just confirmed even more that he this was his favorite son. And then to make matters worse, Joseph starts to have dreams. He starts to have visions. And then these dreams show Joseph in a position of rulership over his brothers. And then he shared them with his family. And, 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 you know, we see that these dreams, they weren't taken well at all. They weren't celebrating with Joseph. They weren't, you know, 
you know, helping him and celebrating and trying to help him reach that dream. They, they were jealous. They had animosity. They were hate, hating on him, really. And, and all of that was rising within his brothers, and his father didn't really know how to take it. And, and so this entire series, we're going to be looking at the dreams of Joseph and the journey of Joseph. And, and, and really, there's so much to unpack. But I, I, I want to, in this first, first episode, I want to lay the groundwork through Joseph that there is a blueprint to dream vision. And so part one of dream vision is the blueprint. And, and that's going to lead me right into my first point, which is dare to dream. And, and when we get, again, look back at Joseph, he dared to dream. We see that in verse five to literally dare to do something means to have the courage to do it. And, and, and one thing to remember is like a dream has to start somewhere. And when I go back to that dream, I had a plan for the Cubs. You know, that dream started with me picking up a bat, learning how to play baseball. It started with me watching games on TV, then actually having the opportunity to go to a game at a young age and saying to myself, I see me out there. Not not in the stadium, not in the bleachers, but I see myself running out to center field, just like him, just like them. And when it comes to to a God dream, to that dream vision that God has for you, you have to start in his word. Because we read Jeremiah 29, 11 earlier. We know God has a hope and a future for us. We know that, right? And that can be in any area of your life, whatever area that that is for you. And, and even knowing that, and, and I think that's that's like the... The, the saddest part about this scripture is because we hear so many people say it, we hear so many people quote it, we see so many people post it, but then the real question is, you post Jeremiah 29, 11, but do you still rely on your sight, which is what you see around you, but not on the vision because that's what you see beyond you, right? And Jeremiah 29, 11 is what's beyond them. It's what's beyond because he even gave them that promise in the midst of struggle, in the midst of turmoil, right? And and, and really, when you think about that dream vision, like I, I, I'm reminded, like there are some things we say that we believe that I feel that dream kill, and and we may have said these, you may have heard these, um, you may have said them all, but you know, we think about something like. You might think I'm too young or I'm too old to have this dream vision. Like, remind yourself that Joseph was 17 when he dreamed. Like, remind yourself that Abraham was 100 years old when Isaac was born. You know, you might have a thought like I'm a failure. I've made too many mistakes. Like, literally remind yourself that's what people say. But God says our mistakes aren't final. He, he will literally use your failures as preparation for the vision he has for you. Or, you you know, some people might think, I'm too new to this God thing. I'm too new to, to this after salvation. Like, what, what am I going to do? Like, literally, think about that. Like, God sees your newness as a strength. The disciples were new to God. Paul was brand, brand new. I mean, he was brand new to even the belief of, of being good. But God still had a vision and purpose for them. And how about this one? I know I've said this one, and and it's it it just looking back, it's like how could I ever think that? But maybe you think you're too insignificant. 
Like, think about this concept. We know Jesus died for our sins, but remind yourself that Jesus would have still died if you were the only person who ever lived. And, and, and I just can't accept, and I can promise you that God can't accept that you aren't a big deal to him because you totally are. You are a big, big deal to him. Except that God has a plan, a purpose, a dream vision for your life, and literally make that declaration that the rest of your life is going to be the best life. And I dare you to ask God to give you a dream vision that's worthy of him. And, and, and when we think about this, this blueprint, right, second point I want you to remember is you have to define it, right? Like Joseph defined his dreams. We should follow suit, right? And, and, and some practical ways that you can define your dream is to date it. One thing I've learned with podcasting and, and my first mistake is that once God gave me a vision for it, he gave me that dream vision to do this. I, I didn't give myself a starting point. He, he didn't give it to me. I didn't give myself that. Like, it was a dream with no beginning. Like, I see the vision. I see the dream vision you have. But where, where's my date? Where's my starting line? Where, where is it at, right? And giving a date to that dream vision, it allows you to not only start it, but it also helps you provide framework and structure that helps you with the next way we define that dream, which is to detail it, right? We love... Coming up, when we have this dream, we can detail it. We can see this. We can see that. We can do this. But as a kid, I remember dreaming like that baseball dream. That that had great detail. But I can tell you the one dream, another one that I had, I, I wanted to be a surgeon. Like, And I didn't put as much thought. I didn't put as much detail into that dream. It, it was just this is what I wanted to do. I just want to be a surgeon. That looks great. But I never put any detail to it. I definitely didn't put a starting point to it. Um, but when I put details to certain dreams, it helped me take more ownership of it. And, and those details also led me to find out the way to reach that dream. Right? It, it almost provided this roadmap that I, that was created to reach a certain to reach that dream. And, and I encourage you. Another one that's so powerful. Um, the, the chief one to do when you think, when you're thinking about detailing it is, is go to God in prayer and, and, and for those details to your dream. Like when we envision the God sized dreams that, you know, we, we can be taken aback by that. It can be, we can get stuck in thinking like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get this to be, how am I going to get this to come? And, And literally God is the orchestrator of your vision. So he clearly has the ability to lead you to the details to create that roadmap to reach that vision, right? And, and, and literally for some dreams, you're going to have to deadline them. And, and I'm thinking like something like being debt-free or completing a degree or, or a course or something like that, learning a language or something like that. Like you can give yourself a deadline because it gives you a target. Just like Just like dating it gives you the starting point, a deadline gives you the finish line, right? And and really, those they go hand in hand because they serve as like bookends to that detail. Now, there's going to be some dreams, some dream visions, like being a better parent, being a, a better spouse. Those are going to be ongoing. Those are going to be ever learning, ever growing. And so a deadline doesn't necessarily work with them. But one thing I encourage on either side of this detail is that you give yourself 
milestone moments that you can celebrate that journey. You can celebrate reaching this point, doing this thing. And, and again, it's about that progression. It's about going on the journey. And so those are some things that really will help you detail it. And I would even add a fourth to it. You have to devotion it, right? You have to spend every day in prayer and in God's words. Be intentional about praying and focusing on God's dream for your life and your game plan to live it out in obedience and victory. And, and when you dig into those devotions, that that that's Bible study and that prayer, that's communication with God, understanding his word, and that and that framework for that that dream vision he's giving you will literally come to pass for you, I promise you. And and thirdly, you have to declare it. And this one is a little little kind of on, on two sides of the coin. And so I'm going to break this one down a little bit. Like we see Joseph declare his dream. He tells his brothers. He tells his fathers, right? And, and let me first say there is value. There is value. There is value in communicating and sharing your dream. It's the main driver of this point, right? Declare it. Declaring it is 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 putting it out there, right? But one thing we know is that we also have to be mindful who we declare our dream to, right? We see that in sharing this dream with his brothers, that he was met with jealousy, anger, defensiveness. Um, They were more focused on what it meant for them and not what it meant for him and possibly even, like I said, their family, which we're going to get into a lot of that going forward in this series. But his brothers weren't concerned with helping him reach the vision. They were more worried that Joseph would rule over them. They would be beneath him. They would be less than him. But when it comes to declaring our dream vision, like we need people around us that will not only support and cheer our dream on, but they will literally hold us accountable to those details, to those deadlines, to those uh, dates, and they'll be honest with us on the journey. You know, one of the things I've loved about this journey is when I've gotten feedback on different aspects of the podcast, the audio, the content, you know. Yeah, it, you know, podcast is great. Uh, I love the like, love the message. Like, those are great. But when it's feedback and it's something I can build on and continue to grow, those are the those are the support structures and support things I need, people I need to help me in the journey. And surrounding yourself, like I said, with good people is so important because we see Joseph didn't have a lot of strong encouragement around him. We have to have good people around us that we can declare our dreams to that and that they will encourage us to not just live the dream out, but I love the way this was said and I had to, I had to put it in here. People who will encourage you to evaluate, emulate and elevate and then run hard after your God-given dreams. Like Joseph was willing to go all in on his vision. He believed it was from God. He cared about it, even to even though he wasn't sure how it would work out like many of us. He shared it with people because it was it was so in him. It was so deeply in him. And it became the mission statement for his life. He was also willing to give and live his life to to the fullest for that dream. And we have to be the same way. And so when we have people around us, as we declare that dream, we can go and run that out and literally meet that dream where where we need to go. And my last point is for these dream visions, the blueprint is we have to defend it. And I want you to think of whatever dream vision you see 
that God is possibly giving you. Um, maybe you're maybe you're in the journey. Maybe you're still trying to find that journey. But I want you to think about something that is a dream for you that you're contemplating, and then consider Joseph. Consider how he stayed the course when he could have crashed and burned. When he could have gave up when his brothers sat there and, and and started to question his dream. He could have ended it right there, you know. But he was able to fulfill God's dream for his life. But he had to defend that thing along the way. And so my question for you is, what is God's dream for you? And how much do you think the enemy would like to steal and destroy that dream? Now, how are you going to live in defense of that dream? And I want to touch on these quick keys to defending your dream. But we're going to visit these in more detail throughout this series, because like I said, we're, we're going to live in the book of Genesis, this whole series. And, and, and one way is you have to fight unbelief with faith. You know, you we have to continue that because along this journey, you're going to have people that won't believe. You're going to have people that will doubt. You're going to have people that will question and will flat out say, that's stupid. Why would you do that? Why on earth will God tell you to do that? We have to have the faith that we know we got the dream vision from God. We have to overcome adversity with perseverance. This journey, the dream vision journeys are going to have adversity. It's going to happen. It's going to have slow moments. You're going to hit valleys. You're going to have high moments. But we have to persevere, which is literally to keep going no matter what, because we know that that's a God-given dream. And we have to beat temptation with integrity. There's always going to be a temptation that's going to happen that's either going to try to throw you off or it's going to try to shortchange or shortcut to the to the end road to get that vision. But we have to stay focused on what it is and have the integrity. And then we have to resist resentment with forgiveness because there are going to be some people who we may, you know, think about Joseph. This is his family he told this 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 dream to. And they basically, no, this, that, no, he is the youngest. We don't like him. We hate him. But even as we get to the end of this story in a few weeks here, we're going to see that Joseph has this moment where he is, he is, he is, he is over them. His dream, his dream vision has come to pass and he has the decision to make. Does he move with resentment or does he move in forgiveness? And we, we're going to have moments like that on this dream journey. And then we have to conquer self-absorption with influence. Because one thing that I know when it comes to God's dream vision for you is that the truth is it's never about you. There's a bonus right there. Whatever your God-given dream is, vision is, purpose is, it literally has nothing to do with you and it has everything to do with everyone else. He literally will position you to be influenced and he will use you to reach people and to impact their lives. And so as, as we close out this first part of Dream Vision, I, I, I'm, I just reflect back on Genesis 37, 111, and, and we're introduced to Joseph and this God-sized dream that he has that he's given. And this is just literally the beginning of our deep dive, this blueprint, this 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 way we, we operate in dream vision. And we're going to get deeper in his life and what we can gain as we reignite our vision, we, we get refocused because I, I can tell you, talking to a lot of people, 2020 was like this, this rock to our 
the, this thing that shook. It was like a boulder that just came in, and a lot of us feel like it just literally blew out our ability to dream and see beyond because 2020 was all about what's around me, what's around me, who's around me, what, what do I have to do? And, and we, 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 I, I really feel like we got off the, the, the mindset of dreaming and having vision. And, and so as, as we close this out, I, I really want to pray that as you reflect on this episode that you begin to see the dream God has for you. Maybe you know it already. Maybe you don't. Maybe that's something you're you're still searching for, but I am pray that when when he find when he gives it to you, or maybe he already has, I pray that you embrace it. You know, it, it's gonna be bigger than you. It's gonna be massive. It's gonna be something that you are gonna look and say, I don't know how this is gonna happen, or I don't even fathom this. Right? I think back to when he talked to Abraham and said, Look at the stars and count them if you can. Those are the number of descendants you're going to have. I can imagine Abraham like, what? I can't count. You know, that That's something that's unfathomable, but you still embrace it, right? I pray you begin to understand it and that you share it boldly and responsibly. And then as we move in this series, pray that you keep moving toward that vision. Don't, don't worry about getting so... Don't worry about what distractions will come. Know they will come and shift your focus to be literally unyielding to what God has for you. And I'm telling you, this is just the beginning of this series and the beginning of this season of Vantage Point because I am firmly um, convinced of the God, of what God gave me for this season. This season three is about growth. This season three is about discovering who we are and who he is and how the two intertwine and how the two interconnect and how with God, what we can do and what he does through us and what we do with him. And so this this is the first piece of this, this season three, this dream vision series. I encourage you to share, like, um, send it to people who you know maybe have had a tough 2020 because we're about to reignite some things and we're about to get back dreaming and we're about to get connected back to what God has for us. And so thank y'all for rolling with us again. We're going to see you next week on Vantage Point. Mm-hmm.